What's up you guys, this is a Bible Bunker, and uh, yeah, we're back. It's been a while, and today we're gonna talk about, um, what was it, interpreting suffering? Yep. Okay, cool, start us off. And uh, we're here before church, so this will sort of be a practice run for me. Um, but what I have on the beginning slide is Jesus wept. And it, it's one of the, well, it is the shortest, and the when you ask a kid, I'll give you something if you memorize a Bible verse, the quickest one they go to. Um, but it's also one of the more powerful verses and realities that God has tears. Like, it's insane. Um, and there's a just a lot that's going on right now in our church, and I'm sure most people's lives, the older you get, the more you're introduced to suffering. And uh, there's a quote from Spurgeon that says, I have learned to kiss the wave that throws me against the rock of ages. What do you think that means? Um, just accept the, um, what do you call it? Trial that God gives you that like throws you against the rock of ages, like makes you rely on God. So he's basically saying as awful as these waves of suffering are as these moments where you're just thrown to the ground and all you can do is just cry out it's worth it it like kit he uses the word kiss because it's affectionate it's i'm going to take this one too because i know where it's going to force me to and we've had cancer diagnosis for a couple ladies in our church and um, another man had a stroke and we don't know how much time he has left but I've just like every other terrible thing that's happened in my life. Um, I've never prayed more than I have. I've never asked the kind of questions that I've asked. Like, it's pretty crazy how out of nowhere I can find peace and joy and relief when it seems for moments, just seems like there's no way I can keep going. Like, no way, God, why would you do this? Um, but uh, there's a there's a, a temptation from humans to when something bad happens to interpret it to control it like why do you think that when something bad happens we want to say this is why it happened um it's just tough to not have a reason for something like like that, at least for me it's tough to not have a reason for something um, if you don't know why, then you also, it's, it's kind of a, why God, why would you do like sort of a mistrust or are you really good? Why would you allow this to someone good? And I got terrible news last week and it was the same exact day that in my Bible reading, I started into Job. And so it was, I, I actually, it was very easy to see just God leading me into that part of his word at exactly the right time. And I immediately had verses pop to mind when I found out the terrible news of someone getting stage four cancer when they just thought they had a back problem. Like, it reminded me of Job. Let's see if I can find it here. Maybe I didn't put it in. Um, oh, here it is. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. 
And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And he is in the rubble of his house that was destroyed, with covered in sores and like he's tearing his robes, he's in the dirt, he's in the mud, he shaved his head. I don't even know what that references, like what that even means. It sounds extreme. And then he worshipped God. When Satan said, if you take everything from him, he won't. Like, he'll curse your name. And that that's what really, the first thing that popped into my head when I found out, like, another thing. Because we've got a lot going on in our, our small church that's really hard. And it was like, no way, what's going on? And then that verse, like, he fell to the ground and worshipped. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then his friends came, and here we have suffering, extreme suffering. He's lost all his kids. He's lost all of his wealth. He's lost his house. And he's just sitting there in a trash heap, worshiping God. And it says, so they sat down with him on the ground seven days and seven nights. And no one spoke a word to him, for they saw that his grief was very great. And that was the only right thing they did. Because then they started talking, and they started trying to interpret why and before this there we never had any revelation really of why god allows suffering and so his friends are they're just throwing out uh human proverbs uh human reasons why like well you must have hidden some sin you must have uh some secret <clears throat> evil practice that you're doing that's causing these terrible things. One guy even said, I received a vision in the night that told me you're being punished because of some great evil that you've done. Like, so what do you think of that guy saying, I, I had a vision? He's probably a liar. I probably, or what if Satan gave him a vision? Yeah. Or he's just a liar, which would be even worse. So what do you do with churches that, Basically, say if you have enough faith, God can heal anything. And yet, people, Christians, die of cancer all the time. Yeah. Christians die of all different sorts of things. And I heard of this one guy, and I've heard of multiple guys that like lead churches like that, where they're super, like, I'd call it charismatic. And they, like, that one guy got sick, and he was, like, talking about a sickness, and it was, like, a real bad sickness. And then he was, like, in the middle of his service, he, um, asked for healing, but he just wouldn't get healed for over like a bunch of time. Um, I don't, I don't really know how long it was, but I don't know. I just, I think that's kind of crazy to expect God to heal all the time like that. Yeah. There's a, if you watch the NFL, you saw an NFL player make a regular tackle and his heart stopped. And for 11 minutes, they were giving him CPR on the field. He was officially dead and then came back and all, all the, both teams are praying for him. Uh, there was a really cool moment where like a guy on ESPN, a former player, said like, I don't know, this might be awkward or weird, but I'm going to pray for him right now. So on national TV, a man was praying for another man. It was really cool. Um, and he got better. And so they're like, see, God's real. But what if he didn't get better? Is God not real? Or they're like, they say, see, God is good. We can trust him. But what, did he, what if he didn't give it her? And uh, my dad was at a Bible study, and, and there was a man talking about, look how good God is. He proved himself real. And there was a woman there who later sent my dad a text saying, like, I hate that. 
I was so mad when he said that. He was like, what, why? And she said like, I have several family members who are suffering from diseases or a couple of them are close to dying. Is God gonna heal them? Like, why does he have to be famous? A famous player, NFL player to, to be healed. Like, I, I hate that way of thinking. And my dad was like, that's actually a really good question. Like, is, does he have to, does it, does it have to be some famous person or some moment? Or is God not good then if he doesn't heal? And it really makes you start asking these real questions. And we live in a fallen world and we're all going to die. So if we try to put like conditions on God, we're going to be constantly disappointed. Um, this physical flesh will fall apart. Something bad will happen to every one of us. Uh, at some point, we're going to die. And... Job's friends were all wrong. They were trying to make sense of the suffering and interpret why. And do you know why he was suffering? It, well, no one would have guessed it on earth. It was just about, it was just Satan challenging God, basically. Actually, God starts it. Well. God's like, have you, Satan, God says, where have you been to Satan? And Satan's like, you know, I've been around, I've been roaming. And uh, then God says, have you seen my servant Job? There's no one like him in the whole world. And in heaven, I bet you when Job found out about it, he was like, God, come on. You didn't have to tell him about me. Um, I would have been like, seriously? I know. Um, and it's kind of like, well, I want to be righteous, but not Job righteous. Because then Satan himself is going to attack me. Um, and uh, we see behind the scenes, and you don't get that a lot in the Bible. Um, like this heavenly purpose of God saying, this man will not curse me, no matter what. And Satan's like, yes, he will. I'll take away his stuff. And then he doesn't curse him. And he says, well, he's just still worshiping you because you haven't affected his body. And then God says, okay, you can affect his body. And he gets sores and fevers and aches and like just almost dead, but not. And he still doesn't curse God. And in the end of it, end of it Job just demands a hearing. And it is this moment where it's like the straight gospel. He says, I know my Redeemer lives and I'll see him in the flesh. And it's capital R, like this Messiah, this, but it's out of nowhere. And then it kind of just moves on. It's like right in the middle of Job. And through his suffering, he, he had a revelation that no one else had ever had. And there's so many huge moments of growth for me in the midst of suffering. And for, especially for those going through chemo and, or losing somebody and, if you seek God, if you lean into God and you don't try to tell yourself, this is why he's doing this, you just say, I want to be near you. Uh, this has thrown me against you and I'm going to embrace it. If you do that, things suddenly start to make more sense, especially looking backwards. But I guess I got to, I got to get preaching soon here. But um, the main thing is just be very slow when something happens, something terrible in your life to say, this is why. And don't listen to other people who say, this is why. Just listen to God and, and get into his word and pray and draw near to him. And you'll be shocked at the amount of joy you get or peace you get or a sudden, oh, I, I understand now. But we all have to be very slow to interpret suffering. And especially if it's not your suffering and you want to try to, we, we want to try to make it better by saying this is why and rationalizing. And behind the scenes, God could be doing something we have no control over and we definitely don't have any control over it. But, it probably is doing that. Yeah, but no understanding until 10 years later, 20 years later, 
or after we die we get up to heaven and like oh i get it 